0: I'm really good for beginners because I'm explaining things to them that an audio geek couldn't really explain that well. Mm -hmm. Or I'm also a singer, you know, first. So I'm explaining um, stuff from a singer's point of view. So I think everybody, like you said, everyone has something different to bring. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I always like to think like be a conscious creator, right? So like the way I found these tips and started posting those tips is because those were tips I got excited about. So think about stuff that you've gotten excited about or you've, like pumped about and then you can make content about that
1: yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode so listen size i appreciate you coming on how have you been how's your week been so far let us know it's
0: been- it's been good. Can't complain, staying busy. Mm-hmm. So, no complaints so far.
1: <laughs> super dope. So, listen, man, tell tell the people uh tell the people about you like how you got started in in production and just yeah, where where did the the journey begin for you?
0: Yeah, so for me, I was working as a singer and had plans to go on cruise ships again with a girl group in you know, 2020. So we were going to, about to go on a cruise ship um, and do guest entertaining. So I built a whole show. It was a lot of work, blood, sweat and tears for over two years. Made all these arrangements, all these costumes, yada, 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 full nine yards. And then as we all know, 2020 didn't turn out as planned. So everything got canceled. So that business like completely failed. I was, Gutted, sitting at home. Sorry, no, it's good. Gutted, sitting at home, um, totally depressed. I spent six months, you know, waiting for things to come back. Waiting, okay. Cruise kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed. And then eventually, I was like, "This isn't happening anytime soon." Was just scrolling on Facebook, and on Facebook, someone was like, "Oh, uh, learn how to produce in thirty days," and I was like, "This is stupid." I went to Berkeley for vocal performance. I didn't learn how to produce then, nice. and this is not going to happen. Right. So click on the thing. Anyways, there's a sale. So I was like, you know what? I'm just sitting at home with my dog. My boyfriend at the time was working full time. So I was just literally by myself all day, every day. (laughs) I had read like 20 books. I was like, I need to do something different. So started this production class, just like, you know, one of those recorded classes that you spend 30 days, just like watching and creating. And I became obsessed. Like right away, I was like, yes, I'm super into this. And for me, it was just like, once I figured out how to learn, um, how to, how to program a drum pattern, that's when everything changed for me. I was like, I can do this because yeah. I'd been writing like vocal arrangements and like full shows and full things for a while, but I never was producing. So then that clicked and then I started posting on TikTok and then that took off and now here I am.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. <clears throat> That's crazy. Like, first off, you went to Berkeley. So shouts to you. I've uh so I I was like I'm a musician, so I you know, I used to play a lot like live and things like that, especially in college, and we were we, I was playing for like a gospel concert. And Berkeley was one of the colleges and they just completely smashed. Like they were just geniuses. It's crazy. So that's super dope. Like what how was that like going going to Berkeley?
0: I mean I was so looking back I was so young and didn't really know what I wanted to do then. Like when I went to Berkeley all I wanted to do was be like a singer-songwriter or be in a band and be like the next I don't know Lady Gaga. I mean, at that time, Lady Gaga was still like coming up. So I was like, I wanted to do that. And like, I, w- I remember saying, like, I'm never going to sing covers. Like, I'm never going to sing in a cover band. And then, like, straight out of school, I get like <laughs> working in cover bands. <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I wish, like, I wish looking back, I went when I felt like I knew more about like what I wanted to do and how to make it more resourceful for me because I was just singing. And I didn't feel like I really needed to go to Berkeley for that, you know. Yeah. Like looking back, I don't. I feel like most of the stuff I learned was just like on the field or just working stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's super dope. Uh, John Kern had a question. He wanted to know which class was it that you took when um, in twenty twenty.
0: Oh, in Berkeley. So I studied vocal performance. So there was a lot of classes I had to do, um, and I found like because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, you know, I was just, I was taking ear training and counterpoint and I was just like so broad, like music is so broad really when you think about it. Like there's so many things you can be doing and mm-hmm. things you can be learning. So I was learning all this stuff, but I've never really, you know, some, you know, counterpoint actually I, I make fun of it now because like when I was taking it, I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like all this is teaching me is that I'm not Bach or I'm not mm-hmm. Mozart. Right. Yeah. But now like when I was writing like vocal arrangements and stuff, I was actually <laughs> using some of those, you know. Principles, right. but like so much of it, like it's, it's, you can be taught it, but if you're not applying it like on a daily basis, then it's not really useful. And at that time, I was just singing. So right. I was like singing in like a, you know, blues rock band, and we were going around and playing gigs. And I was, you know, I really just wanted to sing. So looking back, I'm like, mm, I probably should have just like not gone to school or just went to a conservatory or something where it was just like more like performance based and like when you when you're going to Berkeley for just like vocal performance like you get a new voice teacher every semester and all the stuff and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily like the best thing for a mm-hmm. singer really to be jumping around. So I mean I really loved my experience at Berkeley but if I had a child I probably wouldn't send them there.
1: <laughs> Got you. If
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, like you know, it's yeah, I get it, you know, um Having having an an instructor like an a consistent instructor or, or mentor to learn from I think is super important and then you know a lot of times with with the the colleges and the universities there's like a lot of extra stuff that you're taking that may not even necessarily be related to what you know what you're trying to do I think
0: I think it's really great for a certain type of people but the main thing that like when people ask me like oh should I go to Berkeley I say really only if you can truly afford it, right? Because it is an expensive institution, and I have friends that have toured around with very successful musicians. Like, they played Madison Square Garden. They played, you know, SNL. They played everything, right? And they're still (laughs) paying off Berkeley, and it's been 10 years. Wow. You know, so that's, like, the success stories. And I just feel like there's so many ways that you can get, like, a really good education other than going to an institution that's going to be you know, you're going to have to spend so much money. I mean, like even like a $10,000 loan forgiveness for Berkeley doesn't even like to <laughs> a dent. Like yeah. that's like three months of rent to live in Boston. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. That's yeah. it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, it, Hey, let me know if you guys hear cause it came back now, the, like when you talk, it does a thing. Let me know if it's just me, because oh, if it's no. just me, I can deal with it. But if the people, let me know if you guys hear it in the chat, um, so that's that's crazy um yeah stuff everything is expensive over there like jersey boston new york all of those those places in that little corner of the of the nation is just crazy um okay tracy says she heard the static again
0: oh no okay hmm Know what to do.
1: I guess what did you what did you do the first the first time it fixed it when whatever you did um a couple minutes ago that fixed it. I don't know why it came back.
0: Let's try doing this one. <clears throat> oh is this better?
1: Sorry. Okay. Yep. Is it better now? Yep. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Dope. So <laughs> I see I see people in the chat already. And this is how I found out about you, right? Like, I was just on Instagram, came across this Logic Pro tip, Logic Gang, throw up whatever emoji you want to throw up. Came across this Logic tip, and I was just like, yo, like, it blew my mind. And that's when I first found out about you, and then I went to your page, and then it was filled with these Logic tips. And I was just like, okay, she is Logic Pro 10. Like, how did you... How did you get like? Was that the first doll? Like when you took this that production class that you mentioned? Was this the first doll that you started learning how to make beats in?
0: Yeah, so I'm like an Apple loyalist for okay. sure. I drank the, the go, and I started when I was doing my, um you know, the girl group. When I was writing all the vocal arrangements, I would record into GarageBand. So I was already using GarageBand, and then um, Stop Leo. Sorry, my dog Leo.
1: Stop. What's up, Stop. Leo?
0: So I was recording. In... <laughs> I was uh, recording into GarageBand, and then yes, that class was like, okay, do do Logic, and then um, Logic had a ninety-day trial. I believe it still does have a ninety-day trial. So I was like, you know what? I'm an Aries. I'm one of those people that like sign up for a bunch of things and then don't actually follow through. <laughs> so I was like, let me just do the ninety-day trial. Let me see if I'll actually continue with this. And then I got, like, super obsessed with the program, and I'm one of those people, like, I like to work, you know, smarter, not harder, and I like to know all the shortcuts, like, every Mm -hmm. single one of the shortcuts. I went crazy into, like, learning Logic Pro and, like, learning it, like, the the best, like, inside and out, and I was trying to find all these tips, and then I was posting on TikTok to kind of hold myself accountable, because I was how to produce at the time. So I was like, all right, let me learn something new every day. And then let me make a video about it. And if people watch it, cool. And if people don't watch it, I'm at least documenting my process. Right. And then I can also refer back to my own tips. So I started posting those and those just like started taking off. And then I really started enjoying just like talking to people. Like it was amazing. I was learning how to produce and I would like go live on TikTok and I'd be troubleshooting and I'd be like, can somebody help me with this? And somebody would help me. And they would just like know exactly what to do. That's crazy. And like, on top of that, I was getting like, you know, really good producers like yourself or, you know, Grammy winning producers that have been producing for a long time. Start following me because they haven't been like upkeeping on the, the education, right? You, you know, what you know, and you're like, I'm cool. And you're cruise yep. and you cruise for a long time. Yep. But now that okay, hey, I don't want to sit and watch a three-hour YouTube video on this one tip that I might know, So, but I'll watch your 15-second video on exactly. something. So, like, I had even people like Phineas, like, commenting on my thing, like, damn, like, strip silence. I posted about strip silence, and he was like, whoa. And that, to me, was like, that's so cool. He didn't know this tip before me.
1: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and you nailed it when you said, like, Nobody wants to sit and watch like hours worth of tutorials on how to do something super simple that can be like you show us how to do it in like 10, 15 seconds. And that's what makes it so powerful because then you can save it. You can go back to it. Um, I was using, I'm using a loop deck. So I was able to like take the shortcut, program it in a loop deck. And now it's just set to one button and I press a button and it does the thing. So yeah, that's super powerful. So... Did you know, like when you started posting the tips, did you know what that would start to do for your brand as a producer and a, and a content well, creator?
0: when I was at, so I'm a big nerd about social media <clears throat> a little bit. But when once I got to the point where I was like, at that point I had already started, like I produced for another artist. I didn't really like that. I didn't yeah. like that. I was like, okay, what do I want to do with my career and at that point, I really realized I love making content about music. Mm-hmm. I always be like, oh, you're just successful because you're a girl. And I'm like, no, I'm successful because I'm clear and concise, right? My videos, I make good content. So I was like, all right, I really like to do it, create content. And then I was like, I really want to work with music tech brands to create content with them. But then I also really like teaching and helping other people. Because, you know, I've had a long road in this industry and I really want to help people. And I also want to be able to like work by myself yeah (laughs) like okay what can i do so then at that moment i really decided that's what i want to do i want to my two goals is to build my online school where i can do these like classes Mm -hmm. and then also work with music tech companies so i started working backwards and like obviously the dream is you know to work with apple like apple was like i want to work with apple i want to get in with apple but i didn't want to don't like spamming and like for so long in my career i had spammed and like hey can we work together la, 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 all that stuff like collab la la, la. you know that yeah. didn't work out so then i was like all right i'm gonna post for these brands and they're gonna find me yeah. they're gonna reach out to me because people were like oh you know when the logic picks were going viral they, they were like oh you should reach out to apple you know like you've been helping them sell so much copies i'm like no 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 they're gonna come to me yeah. <laughs> and they did wow. <laughs> they did so it's like And now I've gotten to work with so many. So I always tell people with like social media, like decide your goal and then post for the people that you would want to see your videos, like post for them. They want to see.
1: That's a fact. Um, And it is so it's so powerful. Um, You know, what when you're focused on who you're talking to you're able to create and speak directly to those people and then you attract a bunch of those same types of people and then the brands want to put their stuff in front of those same people so it like it's a no brainer for them to like partner up with you and and put those products in front of the people and you know you end up getting free gear or sponsored content they'll pay for the video or like whatever and it's just it opens you up to like this whole a whole nother lane of of just crazy to like opportunity um as a you know as a creator. So that's super, super dope. So like how long did it take you from I guess from from the beginning of posting on TikTok and Instagram to The brands and apple and stuff like that reaching out to you to to partner up on some stuff
0: so it wasn't it wasn't that long till people started reaching out (coughs) to me Mm -hmm. it was just like because like even before instagram had reels people were already reaching out to me so but i really wanted to wait as long as i could to monetize one because i didn't really like need to be motivated by money and then very situation changed, and I was like, well, time to make money and, like, time to secure the bag. So that's kind of, like, what happened to me. So for me, it's like, I started getting context like, pretty quickly, like, a month, pretty much. I was saying I was blowing, I grew up, blew up kind of fast on TikTok. Wow. And I kind of slowed down, but the, these, um, these algorithms are always changing, right? Like, these platforms are always changing, so you just have to, like, pay attention to what's going on. So when I was posting on TikTok, they were really prioritizing education and i feel like now it's like at least with like music production education that people want to see more performances on tiktok right now Mm -hmm. but then Instagram, they were really prioritizing education so i've been growing really fast on instagram the last few months anyways so it took me nine months to start monetizing
1: that's pretty like
0: like making a good living
1: yeah that's awesome. The static is back. The, the people started um, commenting. It's like the static's
0: back. I, I can see it on your face, and I'm like, am I just, am I being really boring or is it with the vibe?
1: It's, 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 it's gone now. I don't know what you just did.
0: Wait, wait. Oh no. <laughs> is it better now?
1: Yeah, that's better. That's it's back. You yeah. <laughs> keep
0: just switching microphones, and then they, I don't know what's happening.
1: I guess we'll, yeah, we'll just switch, we'll switch back and forth. It's all good. um So, man, that's that's dope. um That's super dope. And that's super fast, man. Like, TikTok is, TikTok is on something else, man. As far as, like, the potential for growth when you're consistently posting content, um, TikTok is kind of crazy. Like, I haven't been as consistent on TikTok as I am on Instagram, but... Um, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to repurpose stuff that I put on Instagram and just throw it on TikTok and stuff. So, um, that's dope. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: I do find that like Instagram is better for like business and like community, just a little bit better. But TikTok's really good for like getting new eyes on your, on your, on you pretty
1: much. Like an exposure play. Yeah, yeah. Cause one, I posted, I posted something on TikTok, <clears throat> and I had a call to action in the post to DM me for for whatever, um, and like nobody, nobody knew how to DM on TikTok. So everybody was just commenting, and I'm like manually trying to respond to all these comments. I was just like, okay, so maybe not ask people to DM you on TikTok.
0: Yeah, you have to be like friends to DM on TikTok.
1: Okay, makes sense. I learned that the hard way. So that's crazy. Um, so logic somebody asked, are you Logic Pro certified?
0: I'm not Logic Pro certified.
1: <laughs> she I don't really she see. She is to any. us though. You're certified in our I don't
0: place. really see any reason to get Logic Pro certified. I'm confused by that. Cause yeah, I don't it, really get it.
1: It doesn't seem like a lot of people check for it. You know what I mean? Like I have, I know I have a friend, a composer friend. He's he's certified in Logic. He kind of went through the whole thing just to, I guess, just to add it to his resume for certain things that he was trying to do. But I mean, you can still accomplish. I mean, the, you're I a prime feel like example.
0: The work is always going to speak for itself, right? right. So it's like. What you know is going to always speak for yourself. Like if you're in a room full of studios that have been working 10 years and you show them something they don't know in Logic, it doesn't matter if you're certified or not, right? And same with being certified. Logic is updating every month. That's like why it's one of my favorite DAWs, because it's always reinventing itself. Mm -hmm. So you have to still keep learning. So if you were certified in 2016, it's like almost a completely different new DAW now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a fact. <clears throat> Apple Apple changes a lot. So I'm actually I'm actually Apple hardware and software certified from when I used to work in IT. And they mm. literally they change like you take you take one big certification to be certified, but then there's like a bunch of little mini trainings every year cuz they release a new product like every year like multiple products. So then you'll go and take like these little mini refresher thingies or whatever, but yeah, it is constantly changing, but I, I feel like Logic is it's such a dope dog because if you're not using social media to build your brand as a producer then you're missing out on a ton of opportunities and money to grow your music production business that's why i'm pulling back the veil on my social media growth strategy giving you all the tools you need to be able to grow your social media as well now the goal of this course is not to teach you how to attract a bunch of random followers but how to attract targeted followers who will soon become loyal customers and clients using the power of social media so if you're a producer, if you're an artist, a songwriter, by the end of this course, you will learn how to increase your following and income with social media, how to create an effective content strategy, and how to build influence and trust with your followers. So if you're ready to step your social media game up, just go to clintproductions.com slash courses to enroll today. That's Productions.com slash courses. One more time, Productions.com slash courses. Enroll in the social media growth for producers and use the discount code podcast. That's Twenty, so you can save a little bit of money. Let's go. Well, number one, it's not it's not super expensive. It's like two hundred dollars. There's no subs- weird subscription stuff. You just pay the two hundred dollars mm-hmm. and then you own it forever. You get all the upgrades, the updates, yeah. like forever. Um, So that's super dope. And I feel like it just has a lot of production tools um, that are that are just great um, when you're when you're producing music. And yeah, yeah I, I love it.
0: I mean, I definitely think. I'm biased. I think Logic is like the best pro doll, right? Like I'm a big fan of like BandLab and like the ones that are free. That's amazing. It's like accessible for everybody. But Logic Pro is the best because, you know, like you said, it's a one-time $200 fee. You don't have to pay for any updates and you get Apple support. So there's like times if you're troubleshooting, you could just like call them up and they will help you at any point. There's like, there's nothing else like it. I mean, the yeah. one caveat is you have to have an Apple computer, but I also think the Apple computers are the best. <laughs> like Agreed. my Agreed. boyfriend has a Mac and I mean, not a Mac, um, a PC and I can hear it almost from this room. <laughs> like it's so loud. <laughs> <wild. laughs> it's like a spaceship in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I see you got, uh, you got a Mac studio. I got a, a Mac Ooh. studio as well. How are you liking it so far?
0: I love it. Like it's like, you can't even hear it. It's so quiet. Everything works really fast. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really good. I'm so lucky that I got this one.
1: Yeah. Did you get the which chip did you get? Did you get the the max, the ultra?
0: Um, I get the max.
1: Okay. Same here. What about you? I yeah. got the max. I felt like ultra was just gonna be way overkill for what I needed for.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I have like four terabytes inside it. Okay. So it's plenty. I mean, the, did you get the studio display, too?
1: I did not, because I have... I don't want to let go of... I got a 34-inch curved uh, yeah. display, so I was like, ah, I need the 34 yeah. inches. I get that. <clears throat> yeah. Unless I set it up... Like, I guess I could set it up and then, you know, use one on the side. But then the way I got my camera and all that, I would have to, like, rearrange everything, and then it would block my monitors, so it would get Yeah, me I feel air-
0: like if you have a good setup, then you just stay. I mean, the... The studio is great because it's just like a box. It's so easy. Right. Like if you had to travel,
1: yep. you know. Yep. Yeah. And that, yeah, super convenient. You can still kind of move it, get you a, you know, pack your display up and and keep it moving or just hook Where it up to a TV. Where are you located? I'm in Atlanta. What about you?
0: I'm in Las Vegas.
1: Okay. Nice. I just watched the Elvis movie. not the. Yeah, <laughs> the I watched day. it
0: last night too.
1: It was so dope. What did you think about it?
0: It's so sad. His Yeah, the movie was good. I just – I always find – this has been, like, a long conversation I've been having with my um, boyfriend. It's just, like, if you come from, like, poverty or just, like, lower income and then you just, like, blow up, like, rags to riches, yeah. I just feel like it. you could just see – the performers that have blown up you could just see the difference that the ones that grew up wealthy or at least middle class to the ones that grew up poor and just like how it's affected their career and it just it's it's crazy you know because like everyone in his life was basically bought except for his wife yeah i mean we don't really know how true everything is because <laughs> this is going to end up being a long elvis <laughs> conversation <laughs> but because like she's the only one that's still alive right so like right. She, so i guess she gets the final stamp of approval of what happened.
1: Yeah,
0: but it's it's always really sad. I mean, we see it we see it all the time, like Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, and so many people were like the families were really like dependent on their career. Mm-hmm. It just it's so sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was it was definitely sad. Just like you know, I don't know, man. It, it and honestly, by the way, the static is back. I just wanted to
0: <laughs> okay. Let me switch over to the other okay. mic. Okay.
1: So the thing. Uh, what what was I what was I about to say? Oh, the crazy thing to me, like watching his story in his career, was that like he was huge here in the states, but he still didn't even really scratch the surface of what he could have been because he didn't he didn't travel outside the states. Um, so it could his it could have been like a whole nother level, um, you know, if it wasn't for his manager and that whole shady situation.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Really sad that he didn't get to do like what he wanted to do and that he was like totally overworked and then you know on pills. I think, I think, you know, like we've learned a lot, like Russ canceling his tour, and like I think people are now prioritizing like you know mental health for these artists, like because there's a lot of pressure, right? And especially yeah. as artists, myself, it's like you have to seize the day, we don't know how long the work is gonna last we've we've tried it took us so long to get here that now we just want to take 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 yeah. we really prioritize your your mental health and your physical health or you're just going to end up you know like Whitney or like Elvis I know those are extreme examples but yeah. it's like you have to
1: yeah that's a that's a fact man I mean it's uh, you know I guess I don't know man it, it's it's like it's a lot of people's dream to do this full-time but it takes, it takes a lot to be able to do it and, and to make a consistent living at it. Um, so there is that kind of, I guess, kind of balance thing, even though things are kind of out of balance sometimes, like there's times where like I'm working, 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 working. And then there's times where I'll slow down and then I may be doing more family stuff versus work stuff or just, you know, just kind of chilling out. But, um, I don't know. Do you have like a a, like a schedule or like a routine that you kind of use to kind of, you know, take a break here and there or just kind of, you know, stop from from just overworking yourself?
0: Yeah, I've only just started prioritizing my my physical and mental health, but I've you know, it's because like I'm I'm kind of getting forced to. So like recently, like my leg has been hurting. I don't know if it's my desk. I don't know if it's like just sitting all day. I don't know. Who knows? Right. And like. In, and I've just been like so stressed and I'm like okay I need to revamp because I can be doing stuff non-stop and actually be making money so I feel like I'm like leaving money on the table I can work harder I could do this I can push through but then yeah. it's just like not if you're not feeling good most of the time
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's <fact.
0: laughs> so it's so hard so I'm just trying to that's like something I'm focusing on now is trying to like balance my work and myself you know because my boyfriend is awesome off- producer so we can just be in it all day just that's like grind and then but then all of a sudden we're like we don't feel that good <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yep and uh yeah that I think that's hard man because I had to learn I had to learn to especially when I was balancing like before I transitioned into full time and I was balancing the day job and the the business like saying no to stuff because it does, you do get that feeling. It's like, man, I'm leaving money on the table and it's like, you're getting paid opportunities, but then it's just like, okay, I need to like really, really focus and prioritize. Like what, what is like, is this adding to the major goals that I've, I've set for the year? And I think it's important at the beginning of the year to kind of, you know, have a vision of where you're trying to go before you start getting bombarded with a bunch of stuff that just totally takes you off track. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, I think it's important like learning how to say no and being okay with like leaving some some opportunities on the table just so you can rest up and be able to say yes to the important things and then be able to give those things you know a hundred percent for sure.
0: Who told me this? But it really speaks to me a lot. I wish I could remember so I can give them credit. But <laughs> um, they would say, uh, "Don't say no to the project, but say no to the budget." So I keep raising my, raising my price, raising my price. price. But then they keep, they keep paying it. So now I'm like, I have to keep raising it more. (laughs) And now I just seem like such a snob. Like I think I'm worth this much, but I'm like, it's honestly just because I I don't have enough time to do everything.
1: That's it. That's exactly why, you know, um, that, that happened. I had to raise my consultation fees because of that reason. Like, like it gets to a point where like, Everybody wants the, the time and, and you want to help everybody because we genuinely like helping people. Yeah. Um, but then there's only so many hours in a day and then we still have our own projects for clients that we're working on. So it's like, OK, like either I'm a be coaching people 24 <laughs> hours a day or like, you know, I'm a just you got it's it's supply and demand because it's only one of us. Um, so, yeah, you you raise the price, then it slows down and it starts picking up and you're like, all right, well, let's. <laughs>
0: It's so funny because, like, remember how I said I was, like, in college, I was, like, I'm never singing covers, like, not doing that. And then I ended up doing covers. And then when I was starting this, I remember being, like, I'm never doing recorded classes. Like, that's so whack. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but then people kept requesting it. And then I was, like, all right, I'll do one recorded class. And, obviously, it's been, like, dreams because they gave a version of me. And, like, I'm obviously making all this passive income. But I was, like, I hate this. The, my one thing. Like I'm not going to be I I shouldn't say this on, especially on camera but I was like I don't want to be one of those people that sell like $500 recorded class. My recorded class is like 50 bucks like you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> How no. How I I feel you. I feel you. And that was that was never a goal of mine either. Like I was just like I, I it was just never a goal. Like I didn't even think about it. Um it wasn't until like I started sharing my journey on trying to get TV placements and things like that and just putting it on social media, but then people kept asking me questions. So then I did the consultation. I was like, let's just chop it up and I'll just answer all the questions in one sitting. So then I kept getting like the same questions and I was just like, you know what? My mouth is getting super dry, like saying the same thing over and over. So I'm going to just like put it in one spot in a form where you could just go here and you all you you have all the answers. You have the blueprint. Um, and that's how, that's honestly how the, the role 10 placement started, but I, ha- I had no intention on creating a course. Um, but yeah, and that's, it's crazy how that, how people just kind of, you kind of get thrown into it. Um, yeah, b- because more people want help.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And show, I was doing live classes and I still do live classes and they're great, but so many people, you know, can't show up to them or want to watch it in their own time. And they were asking for a version and I was like, whatever I'll just do it I guess
1: (laughs) yeah indeed um the static is back again I'm gonna just like every every seven minutes we're just gonna we're gonna switch the uh the interfaces um so we got we got a couple questions let me let me go through uh let's see we answered that one here's a good question from Malvin how do you find your space in a seemed to be saturated niche that's a good question
0: um i get that question a lot i just i don't think it like it really matters like if it's saturated or not like Mm -hmm. i just i it like i said like and this is what i say all the time i i make i have my goal and i make my content for for them or whatever for them Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if only 200 people see my video if 99 of them are gonna come to my class, or if one of them is going to be a brand that's going to hire me to create content, right, Mm. or create videos. So I don't really focus on, like, on that part.
1: Yeah, saturation. No, I I, I agree. Um, Because if you do, I mean, every, honestly, to a point, like, saturation is good. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to talk about something that, that no one, you don't want to answer questions that no one is asking. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's like no one cares yeah. about whatever you're talking about, then it's probably going to be hard to to help people in that. So it's just like if it's a market where a lot of people are, it's probably because there are, there are a lot of problems and a lot of questions in that specific niche. Um, and then I feel like everybody has a unique perspective. Um, you have a unique perspective that – no one else can give because you have a a unique set of experiences. So I agree. Like, don't focus on on saturation, but, you know, focus on what what you're passionate about, what you love talking about, something that you can just wake up or just in the middle of your sleep just start geeking out on. And, you know, there's people who need help with that stuff. Um, Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think, like, for me, like, just like an (laughs) example, like, I've only been producing, like, two years Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm presenting content from fresh eyes right so i'm really good for beginners because i'm explaining things to them that an audio geek couldn't really explain that well Mm -hmm. or i'm also a singer you know first so i'm explaining um, stuff from a singer's point of view so i think everybody like you said everyone has something different to bring Mm -hmm. so and i and i always like to think like be a conscious creator right so like the way I found these tips and started posting those tips is because those were tips I got excited about. So yeah. think about stuff that you've gotten excited about or you've, like, pumped about. And then you can make content about that.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Um, that's real good. W.R. W. Key says, do you guys think Logic will ever create an iOS version with iPad Pro?
0: I do. I think they will.
1: This is an area of frustration for me because... I don't know why they're taking so long to, to do it. Um, I think
0: they're going to try to do something where it's like how BandLab is. Like, if you're in Logic and I'm in Logic, we can work in the same DAW, even though you're in Atlanta and I'm here.
1: Yeah. That would be dope. Um, but, yeah, I think they need to. I was um, a couple weeks ago when I was sick, when I when I had to reschedule this interview, um, I was upstairs in the office and I was working I was working in GarageBand and I was I was already irritated because I was sick, but then I got more frustrated because I'm like, yo, it's just like it's not enough in GarageBand on iOS to like do stuff that I'm used to doing in Logic, and I just closed it down. I was like, I'm done.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: but yeah, I think I think it's needed. Yeah, some 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 form of Logic. Um, So yeah, (laughs) Um, hopefully they. Hopefully they do it sooner than later. Let's see. Um, Let's see if we got any questions. If you guys have any other questions, drop them in the chat. Um, So, okay. So you're at a place now where you have like, you have a solid following um, across Instagram, TikTok, and all of that stuff. You mentioned earlier that you didn't reach out to the brands. You just let them find you. Are you still taking that same approach or are you kind of leveraging your following now and like reaching out to brands that you really want to work with?
0: I've only reached out to one brand and that was just because I really believed in them and... Mm -hmm. I really, I, I basically only will reach out. Sometimes I'll. It's so rare. I don't really do this that much, but I really wanted to <laughs> trade. Like, hey, I'll make a video for you if I can use your product. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like. One, one, I don't know if I can. If I, can, it. I feel so weird. I, I never know. Like they all. Some people are so secretive. And I'm so scared to say stuff. But, <laughs> but it was just like a brand that like I really, I really believed in, and I wanted to use their product because I think they're really cool and like revolutionary. So that was the one brand that I reached out to, and then I did the, you know, the video for exchange for product, okay. and then they ended up liking me, and so they, they ended up keep hiring me, nice. <laughs> but. That's that's the only one. I don't, like, I already, like, don't have any time, and there's so many. Like, music tech is, like, a billion dollar industry, right? Like, there's so many. Like, you know, you go to NAMM, and there's, like, so many things. Like, yeah. so everyone in there, like so many producers are making, you know, boutique producers are making plugins or there's big plugin companies and there's gear and then there's all the educational stuff. And then there's all these new, you know, apps and all these things and that. So like, there's so many things. So I, I mean, I've been really lucky that they've just kind of been finding me yeah. and that's the approach I really like to take. And that's the approach I take with everything now, like with singing gigs, you know, with producing work, with sync licensing, mm-hmm. I haven't do, haven't had to do any outreach. <laughs> everything has come to me and it's all because of social media and I just posted about this yesterday like social media is like fishing like you put out the bait and all the little fishes bite so you know like even even getting to connect with people like you and stuff like you know like I just wait for people to come to me (laughs) yeah
1: yep and it, it happens like when you're when you're constantly putting yourself in front of people um People, the right people will find you, and it's it's like so. I started posting about sync like years ago, right? And then now, like, so many different sync opportunities. I'm, I'm working on a project right now that was like an opportunity just as a result of me just always talking about sync all the time. Um, so that's dope. I, um, the static came back again but i want to ask you about sync because i know you do a little bit of sync as well so i would love to kind of hear how you how you got started in that
0: um is it better now
1: yep yep we're good
0: amazing um with social media so people reach out to me and they say Hey, cause like I've only been producing for two years. Right. So even get these opportunities is like a big deal for me. And I, you know, whatever, we all have our imposter syndrome or feel like we're not good enough. My, my boyfriend's always like, make good stuff, relax. (laughs) 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 But like, you know, so like I've, I've gotten things where people have reached out to me and be like, Hey, submit demos for, you know, target and you know, all these other things. So nothing has been placed yet, but I have been getting Paid for like the demos and it's cool yeah. because i haven't really had to do any outreach i haven't had to like bang down doors to like submit stuff to libraries or competitions or whatever so right. one of these days i feel like it's just gonna happen and even yeah. if it happened like a year it's still just three years into me producing so i'm just trying to remind myself like that i'm getting all these opportunities already
1: yeah that's that's cra- like that's insane to really think about like two years like I wish you guys could hear what I sounded like in two years. Like your, your production is on point to just be doing this for two years. So shouts to you. Um, But yeah, like, man, you're really just getting started for real.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I like to tell open up the DAW and you start from scratch. You have your whole life experience before you to bring to the DAW. So like, like I said, I was doing vocal arrangements. So I really, Understand arrangements and understanding different harmonies and like tension and release and I've been singing in cover bands for 10 years So I really understand like what a good song sounds like and what that kind of would sound like so I Helped me a lot. Yeah, um but then
1: if you're a producer and you've been pitching your music for tv and film and the music libraries and supervisors just keep telling you no but you know your production is fire it's probably because your structure is off the structure is everything and it gives the editors everything they need to be able to place your music and give them the flexibility to place it where they want to place it and how they want to place it so i've created the how to structure instrumentals for tv and film video course where you're going to learn how to structure music for higher tv placement potential how to produce music with effective sting slash button endings, and how to produce engaging music that builds and keeps the listener interested. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just use a structure that already works. I'll show you how to do it. Go to clintproductions.com slash courses. That's clintproductions.com slash courses. Get the How to Structure Instrumentals for TV and Film, and use the discount code PODCAST20 so you can take 20% off that joint. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash courses. Grab that course and let it help you today.
0: Uh, yeah, and but like sometimes I like have to I have to remind myself like how far I've come. like I remember I like bought my first focus right in mm-hmm. like September of the Scarlet. and then one year later, they focus right the company like mm-hmm. from LA to like come to my house and like filmed me in my whole process and I was like, wow, I've really gotten my return of investment back. Yeah. on that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that that was definitely worth it. <laughs> that's dope, though. Um, and that's just man, that's, you know, that's just the like a glimpse into the possibilities of of what you can what you can build. Um, by just being consistent and putting yourself out exactly. there,
0: like it was, consistently showing up, producing, literally like seven days a week. You know, I was making thirty minute eight bar loops like every day, putting myself out there, putting myself on on the on the web to be scrutinized and to be attacked i'm sure you've gotten a fair share of
1: that too absolutely
0: so yeah and then you just learn and then all of a sudden you know i really like i really like the really cheesy motto like fake it till you make it and then you just keep faking it and one day you're like wow i'm actually a sufficient producer
1: yeah that's super dope um that's dope so let's talk let's talk business so You've uh you've reached the six mar- the, the six figure mark in your production business, right? Yes. How how does that feel number 1 since you just started doing this a few years ago? And then like what are the the different streams that you have that are that are, you know, helping um, you know, bring in income for your business?
0: It feels it feels good. Um, it feels great. Obviously, like the <laughs> best I get to make my own schedule. I work for me. You know, I feel like doing anyone that gets to that point where like your business gets to the point where it's like actually profitable. Cause yeah. I've had, I've had two failed businesses before this where I was like, okay. never made my money back <laughs> that I invested. So like to finally be able to be like, cool, this is working. Like that, that's that's alone. And I think anybody that's an entrepreneur that gets to this point is just kind of like, it's more of like a relief. Yeah. But then it's, like, how long is this going to last? So there's a lot of, like, anxiety around it. <laughs> but, um, so I've just been trying to, like, really save. And, like, when I first started gigging, somebody told me, Sabrina, no gig lasts forever. And that yeah. really me and maybe gave me some PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, always, like, my six-month fund, like, as as my, like, lifestyle gets more luxurious, I have to keep saving more and more for that yep. six-month fund. But yeah, I mean, my main streams of revenue is the things I decided two years ago is going to be the two things I'm focusing on, which yeah. is working with music tech companies and building my school. And yeah. some people were like, "No, are not a music producer, really." And I and I'm like, "Whatever, you can say what you want," because I am I have to produce music for this. Like, yeah. if I'm on EQ or if I'm showing like a vocal harmony stack, or if I'm, like I make music and now I've just been putting those out on Beat Stars just because like I've already made it so it's not like whatever and if it doesn't make money who cares but that's really how i want to make my money because i wanted to make the music i wanted to make i didn't want to work with artists and stuff like that but i know i wanted to do that i could have been doing that because i was six months in already getting hired to produce for independent artists so yeah you really have to remind yourself like the haters on the internet they're just haters
1: (laughs) yeah and and foolish ones at that, because it, it's so it's so ridiculous for someone to say that. Because that's like going up to LeBron James and be like, "You're not a basketball player," because if you break down LeBron James, like LeBron James like billionaire status right now, right? If you break down his streams of income and what makes up that billion dollar net worth, um, or I don't know if it's like one, I don't remember exact amount, but basketball is like the smallest one. You know, the big ones are like. The brand deals, the partnerships with Kia, a t and t, Nike, um, you know, it's it's all the other stuff the the TV and film production company he has. like it's like he took basketball, like, yeah, basketball is what he does. That's like, you know, that's what he does. That's how he kind of built the platform that he has, but then he leveraged that and then turned that into other things that generate more money than than basketball does. It's no different. Being a music producer, you know, you you do music and then you kind of use that um, to build a platform and, and then to branch off into to do other things that all revolve around music. It's all related. So that's super dope.
0: Yeah. Thank you for saying. You <clears throat> let these little things on the Internet get to you and then you have to remind yourself, like. No, this is
1: crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Most of, most of those people haven't accomplished too much. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you just learn to ignore them. Um, that's super dope. Let me see if we got, uh, we got a couple other questions. I think the static is back on your end as well. Okay. Let me see. Um, Eric Van Vogel says, what are some golden tips as to how best find the music projects? Well, I guess we heard from, from size that a lot of the stuff has just been coming to her. So it's like all of the, like the artist stuff and all that stuff that it, they just been kind of, kind of inbound just coming, coming to you from the content.
0: Yeah. So I would say like my best tip is to like, let them find you. Mm-hmm. So think about, and a lot of times it's because you don't really know who you're posting for, right? You don't really know who you're, you don't really know who you want to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. So you make content for the people that you want to work with for instance like if you want to be a producer for like a country music producer you should find country singers that are just posting you know guitar and vocals mm-hmm. on tiktok or on instagram and then being like hey this is what it would sound like if i produced you you know like really and then you show that content so it's like you really view your page as a digital portfolio of what you can do so when people find you they're like oh they can do this they can do this they can do this i want to hire them yep Pretty much every single time I posted an eight-bar loop or a video of me doing a production being like, oh, duet this or whatever, I'll get a bunch of inquiries like, hey, can you produce my track? Can you produce my track? Can you produce my track? What are your fees? What are your fees? It's all just because I put out that video. It's just like show people what you can do and show the right kind of people what you could do and then they will find you. Don't do the spamming unless you have something really good to offer, you know, like, you know, for example, like you reached out to me, you have a very good following. I know you know your your stuff. Like I'm willing to take the time out of my day to do this with you because it's Thank an equal, you know, I want to build my relationship with you. Yeah. But there's so so many people like, you know, and I'm sure you get this too, they'll reach out to you and you're like, Yes, I wanna help you, but like, oh, there's no great exchange in value here.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so
0: it's like So spamming, <laughs> I don't think spamming works and like I used to spam people so much. Like if I go back and look at my SoundCloud messages, yeah. it's sad, sad, sad times. And probably yeah. now those people want to actually work with me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep. It like t- I was t- reaching out to turn.
0: people with like, you know, 8,000 SoundCloud followers and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm a singer. Can we collab?" Ignored, ignored, ignored. And why and why shouldn't they? Like they probably get so many messages.
1: Yeah. You know? Yep. It's a fact. I did the same thing when I got on Twitter back in the uh, the Twitter Prime days. Um, yeah, I was spamming like crazy, man. Like every every tweet was a link to my website and beat store and all of that stuff. It was it was sad, but um, you know you learn <laughs> you learn and you grow. Yeah, and um, you know you you quickly realize that everything um, everything is about value, giving value, exchanging value. Um, you know, it's not valuable for someone to just click your link and listen to your song, especially if they don't know you. Like what what are they getting out of that other than
0: And especially if they're getting hundreds of those requests, right? Yeah. Like yep. and then it's like, well, they can't do that, you know?
1: <clears throat> yep. Yep, that's a fact. Um, so yeah, figure out a way to uh figure out a way to, to showcase what you do and 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 draw people in and, and make people care about uh about what you have um super dope um let me see tim bird says i hope this fits with the talk but how does one go about pricing for their services without overpricing and undercutting yourself Mm,
0: i like this question a lot
1: yeah that's good
0: i would say the first thing i like to do always is try to get a sense of their budget Mm. and just be like, what What are you looking to spend? Because then you at least have, like, somewhere to base your mind off. Because, you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, um, I only have $200. And then you're just kind of like, okay, well. Yeah. Or sometimes they're like, I have six grand and you were only going to ask for a 1000 right. You know? <laughs> so at least try to, like, gauge where they're at. And sometimes they, they won't tell you. A lot of times they won't tell you. Yeah. And then, you know, then you say you're right. And you just got to stay confident with your rate. And my dad says um, – My dad told me also when I was younger, like if you're willing to negotiate, you have to be willing to walk away. So you you can walk away. I like to say something like, well, you know, I charge between um, one thousand to two thousand. Can can you meet me somewhere there, or whatever? So or uh, like you know, so let's say they're like, "Uh, I want to decide what's your rate. And then I'm like, okay, what's your budget? We don't have a budget. We want to hear your rate first. And I go, okay, well, my rate is $1,000. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, no, like we were only trying to do $500. I'm like, okay, well, you know, my rate is $1,000, but I really want to work with you. Can you meet me somewhere in the middle? Yeah. And then you can buy for that. <clears throat> but yeah. generally, like the best, the people that you really want to work with are the people that are going to be like, okay, I'll pay your rate.
1: Yeah.
0: Or here's the rate. Cause I, I I'll tell you like the people that I've had to negotiate with they're just not really like the best to work with because if it's like if they're nickel and diming that little that much then it's like how good is their business to begin with you know
1: Yep, yep I've I've learned the same thing um, you know doing this doing this for a while you know it's I don't know why, but it's. It, I think it's a mentality thing, too. But, you know, the people who are kind of cheap or, you know, scared to invest in themselves or, you know, not willing to do whatever it takes to if you have to save up and pay someone what they're worth and, and what they're asking for, um, usually those end up being the most difficult clients. And they want everything for nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking multiple edits and just super picky when the people. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And definitely like outline that too. Like yeah. say like you get two edits, you get right. one edit because that means that they have to be clear in the beginning, you know, like this is what I got for you. And that's it. Cause you can have like nightmare experiences. Yeah, Especially, That's why I didn't want to do producing for artists. Like <laughs> if I produce for an artist, I'm going to be like, this is the track, take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel you. Your static is back too. Okay, man. let me switch. <laughs> but yeah, like and yeah, have have a limit on revisions. I learned that, man. It, yeah, it's crazy. Um yeah, and then the people who who will pay your fee, man, some of the easiest clients ever. Um you know, um, don't don't be scared to, you know, to to charge what what you're worth. Um and then there was, there was some, Oh yeah. They, you mentioned something about negotiation, being able to walk away. The person who can walk away, it has the power in, in negotiation. If you can walk away and be okay, boom, it's uh the ball's in your court.
0: Also like a mindset thing. It's, it can't be <clears throat> my one thing. This is my one way to make money or this is like, this is the deal that whatever. It can't be like that. It's gotta be, if it, it it's not this, it's something else, something else will come or they'll come back again. You yeah. know? Oh, is, is you really just have to be very confident with your decisions?
1: Yeah, that's a fact. Um, so that's dope, man. So wow, you went from like zero to sixty like super quick on on this production uh, business thing. So man, what? So your I guess now your your biggest goal is to continue to to build your your school and things like that. Continue helping other producers. What are um, what are some some other goals you have like in the the foreseeable future?
0: Well, I really want to, because, like, for me, I am I take up my experience. Like, if someone had, I've been in many studios, and if somebody had just, like, invited me, you know, hey, do you want to try doing this on your own, or let me show you some stuff. So that's really why I wanted to do my school, and I really want to make it affordable so it's not just for, like, you know, rich boys, you know, <laughs> anymore, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> So, I I want to try to make music production um more accessible and then I do really want to get into sync more. And I kind of feel like I want to get into it for like kind of the wrong reasons, but you know, at what, least for what, now. What are
1: your what are your reasons for wanting to get into sync? Okay,
0: I'm just going to be completely transparent <coughs> about this. It's just for the clout.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Like it it listen, like being able to partner your brand with you know a network, an NBC, CBS, like it adds credibility. And I like. I tell producers that all the time. Like, I mean, you get you get a sync or like you know you you'll end up landing one of one of these commercials or something one of these days. Like it just people take you more serious. Like you're not gonna like when someone asks you your fee and you say you know two thousand dollars. And they know you've you've done something for a Target or an Adidas or a Fox Sports or whatever, like they're not gonna question you. You know what I'm saying? they be like, yeah. Well,
0: she just I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I'm be, like the wrong reasons because I know it's gonna be a short-lived thing. Cause it's like, you know, when I was when I was catering, when I, you know, when I was younger, teenager, catering weddings, and I would see the mm-hmm. wedding singer and I'd be like, Oh, I just want to be the wedding singer, you mm-hmm. know, and then you're the wedding singer and you're like Oh, I just want to, you know, I want to be singing like, you know, international weddings or like, you know, destination weddings. And then you do that and then you're like, oh, so I just feel like it's like it's going to be one of those things that like once I do get it, because I'm sure it's just a matter of time. Right. That's what I tell everyone to get it to sync. Like yeah. people are video- watching videos all day, every day, everywhere in the world. And they all need music for that. So yeah. it's a matter of time. And then once once you do get it, yeah, it's, it gets impressive for a certain amount of people. But then other people are like, well you know who cares if you're on that one random hulu show that one <laughs> you
1: know? yeah exactly um that's hilarious oh,
0: yeah. i want to get the Super Bowl. and then you're like <clears throat> okay. and then you're like cool
1: yep it's like so what's, what's
0: i generally this? tell people to not chase clout but for me it's like when i get those emails like you're just a fake producer and i'll be like tell hulu that cuz i was exactly. on there show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was on their new series that aired last fall take that I- seconds in their transitional from Exactly. Having- yep. There you go. That's dope. So yeah, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before something lands. So that'll be dope. Definitely let me know when that happens. That'll be exciting.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank um, you. Yeah, no doubt. WR yeah, we answered the uh the logic pro question. We said, yeah, we think they will eventually. We don't know when, but they need to cuz GarageBand is not doing it for me. It's crazy. All right, size. This was a dope conversation. But I'm gonna let you go because I know you got a lot to do. I got a lot to do too. So um let the people know like what you have going on, if you have any classes coming up, where they can find you, follow you, let them know.
0: Yeah, so I have um I'm Instagram sides and TikTok sides, and I have a social media class that's recorded if you wanna watch it. And if you've seen this video and you want a discount, just send me a DM on instagram and i'll send you a discount Um, yeah and that's pretty much it right now
1: nice that's what's up well thank you i appreciate you taking out the time to to hop on here and have the convo and um you know share some gems with the people hopefully this information has been helpful for you all and um keep it up keep crushing it and excited to see you know what else is in store for for your career as a as a producer slash singer and all, all that dope stuff Thank you.
0: You- oh, no, thank
1: you sorry no. for all the. oh uh, <laughs> uh, no nah, it's all good it's technology we, that's literally what we do for a living is like deal with audio glitches all day so <laughs> dope I- stuff just another, another day in the studio so dope stuff man everybody make sure you like share and subscribe and I'll catch you guys on the next one peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.